Todd Barry. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. Yeah, it's nice we're, down here. We're very excited to have you. Are you are you kidding when you say it's nice down here? No, nah, I guess it's rough. Like, it's a little bit rough, yeah. Using the bathroom with my uh, phone flashlight. But, yeah. But, you know, it's rock and roll, right? It's a rock and roll podcast. <laughs> And we're uh, we're we're a baby podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. How many have you done? This is our eighth. So, yeah. Yeah. So okay. you you might have to hold our hands through this a little. No, nah, it's all right, man. Uh, yeah. well, thank you to Dave Hill for uh, yeah for the recommendation. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you I might. feel like you're nervous about being here, like no, no, no. I think instantly I'm just, regretting it. I'm just a little coffeeed. Yeah. Jitters. Okay. okay. Um. Yeah. So well, I don't even know where to begin now. Oh. I was just telling you I was doing emotional freedom. Oh yeah, what is that tapping about? Tapping technique. What does that do? Well, it's just when you have nerves, it's like you can, it's like acupuncture points. I don't know. Are you into any of these kind of like no, I probably healing type. I probably things? should get into some of them. Cause I, well, how do you stay sane on the road without uh, that stuff? I like. Uh, without tapping my head? Without tapping your <laughs> head or uh, meditating? There are people who uh, like, stay sane without tapping their heads. Uh, is that right? I'd, are you sure about I've that? I've been trying to do... Uh, I, I keep, I've keep. i dabbled in meditation using an app. Yeah, which are like the Headspace? Calm or Headspace, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I get my mind wanders too much, but then I've talked to people who say that's kind of part of the deal. Oh, yeah, is definitely. It, yeah. Even like, uh, what's her name? Penna, Pen, Penna Chodron? I don't know how to say her name, but she's like heavyweight buddhist yeah teacher and she even talks about that that like you know sh- her mind wanders all the time right. and she's like you know one of the enlightened ones or whatever yeah. so i guess yeah i guess so it's how you deal with what is wandering through your head yeah um but yeah i i'd like to do something though i don't i guess do I you exercise at all i kind of ride i kind of go on the trend the treadmill treadmill like, yeah but I, I just i don't exercise enough yeah, I I do walk around the city a lot though. Yeah, that's what's great about the city. Yeah, yeah. So I do that. Where do you live in the city? I live on the Lower East Side. Oh, okay. Yeah, I live I live in the East Village. Yeah, I, I lived in the East Village for, gosh, twenty over twenty years. How often are you on the road? Um, maybe three or four months out of the year. I don't. Oh, not much. That's it. It might be. I don't know. It just I don't set like a here's I do my four months every year. I kind of just like take what I get and. Right. And turn down what I turn down. And you book your own gigs? No, I have a I have an agent. agent? Yeah. Yeah. I have a Are you doing the wine one right now or is that the the wine the wine one? Isn't there a wine one where you're doing like uh just walking around drinking wine with your buddy? Oh that we haven't done that in or that was a long time ago. Oh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. The Red Wine Boys. The Red Wine kind of, Boys, sorry. Yeah, that was just... My research is faulty. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's... that's you just played <laughs> City Winery in the loft. I did, though. Uh, yeah, oh, you did the loft? Yeah, I did the loft there. Yeah. Oh, cool. You know Shlomo? I have met Shlomo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the rest of the time you're at the cellar, or what do you do I'm the rest uh, of the I'm at the cellar. Year? There's there's all sorts of clubs. There's, like, little bar shows that I've been doing. I'm just trying to uh, gather some new shit together. Or write some new writing, shit, new not material. gather. <laughs> gather sounds like I'm just poaching from people. No, I, uh, yeah, just writing new material because I, I want to next year play some bigger places than I play. Yeah, like what? Like, like theaters? Yeah, like, like little, you know, relatively small theaters. But uh, I mean, I do small theaters now, but I yeah. guess talking three, five hundred kind of thing is what I. 
And how do you plan on manifesting a bolder new reality? Uh, well, a bolder I, new Todd Barry. I got on my, uh, I have my, you know, list of new, newish stuff, like stuff I want to try and stuff. And then I sort of bold face it when I think it's written. And then I timed it and sort of just did a, a, uh, an inventory of what I have. And uh, mm-hmm. I have a lot of work ahead of me. Yeah. I wonder if it's similar to putting an album together and going to mastering and all that. Um, you know, like, I mean, clocking songs and then, oh, these are the 10 I'm going to put on my record. Right, right. I mean, there is, I guess there is that decision making process. It's just, I guess it's different in that you don't work songs out in front of people. I don't think. I mean, that's not uh, how you do y- it. Yeah, you do a little. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting the first time you play them and then like they're, they have this new energy that's amazing, right. especially if they're good ones. They're like, oh man, this works. Yeah. Or, or if it fumbles, you know. But I'm I'm super envious of I want to be a comedian. Do you really? No. Yeah, you want to be a musician. Yeah, no. I mean I used to dabble. In I know it. you're a drummer. Yeah, well, not, not yeah. good, but yeah, punk rocker. Yeah, I'm a big punk. But uh, are you a punk? No, no. I mean I think I always. Uh, I don't. I'm, I guess I'm a poser. No. No. I guess I. Uh, yeah, I mean I'm not a punk, but I I like, I like some punk music. Yeah. Are you a punk rock comedian? No, no. That no. sounds terrible that does sound terrible i'm yeah. sorry i even asked i just that. i think any type of <laughs> any sort of like label adjective before comedian i don't want to you don't want i don't think unless it's just great or yeah funny yeah funny comedian <laughs> i could deal with th- those two i could deal with and uh when you started doing the crowd work one that one kind of interests me too yeah because of like the boldness of that and just sort of like the in the momentness of that that's a meditation relationship in a way because you're trusting the moment so yeah. much to do that that's that's, that's pretty, interesting yeah that's pretty uh, a big deal in a way yeah i mean those that special i did the crowd work tour on, yeah. on amazon prime and uh, there you go uh, iTunes. <laughs> plug it but yeah that was a thing uh i just got bored i was kind of just like i just released a special on comedy central yeah and i was like oh because there's always this thing of like should it can i go out and do these jokes that i heard are in a special because right people, some people get very like a little dramatic like i, I have to burn them like yeah write a but, whole new hour yeah, it's like but you go out there and like 90 percent of the people haven't seen your special right and that might be a low number and then you do the jokes from the special and they're like oh yeah we like these but yeah, it's uh, yeah. The whole thing about if somebody's heard the joke before, it can never be heard again. Yeah, I mean, that's it, not totally true, is it? It depends. I mean, comedy is. I mean, I guess another contrast between music and comedy is that uh, people want to hear the old yeah, songs over and over. Right, it's I annoying mean, on the other on right, the flip side. Yeah, like a song is something that it yeah. from, it grows on you, and then like the right. tenth time, and you're like you're tapping your toes, and you know the words, and you're maybe you're not tapping your toes, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you're shaking your booty. There's less, I feel there's less repeat on comedy, whereas if somebody came to see you every night and heard the same set, they'd be like, okay, I had Yeah, I mean, there are some people, occasionally I get the person who's like, you do four shows in a week, and they're like, I'm coming all four of them. And you're like, oh, I, I right. kind of wish you wouldn't, but if, if you're into that, then <laughs> do you know, you, just sit in the back. So do I, you have some of the Todd Berry freaks that come to all your shows, like I mean, I, mega I have, fans or whatever? I have a hand, you know, a manageable amount of mega fans. I don't have, like, yeah. A, um but yeah, I mean, but what was I? What were we talking about? I can't remember. Hey, the, the crowd work stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah so yeah, the crowd, crowd work. work. Yeah, so then I kind of was like, I'd always done a lot of crowd work, and it just popped into my head. Yeah. That uh, I'm gonna do a whole tour like that. Yeah, and I and 
Uh, so I booked a tour. That was I was between booking agents then, and I booked a little tour with my, the people I knew, and then I just did another one and filmed it. And and uh, was it nerve wracking when you first started doing that, or was it right away successful? It in was your actually. Mind, it's or? actually been very successful as far as like because the crowds are if anything i think some people think it's like going to be a madhouse where people are going to be screaming and, and they're right. actually they're quite polite and almost some of them will sit up front and don't want to be talked to and it's right. like you know i i get that i wouldn't want to be i don't think i'd want to be talked to at a show but it's also like well this is show is about talking to the people in the front yeah, row they so, know that yeah so uh but i do find it's it's almost i'm more relaxed doing a crowd work show than i am a show with material Really? And I think it's because I, uh, I think with the material, you know, I mean, I like doing material. I like being considered a, a joke writer, but I, you kind of like have this expectation they're going to laugh at this point. Right. And then if they don't, then there's a problem. And it's also, it's a little, you know, if sometimes you do jokes a thousand times it seems like and yeah kind of like well you can go on autopilot yeah and he, whereas crowd work you're forced to be yeah there you're forced to be present right and right? it's yeah and it's just you just i don't i find myself just kind of floating more when i'm on stage that's interesting and also doing way more time than i usually do like flow state i guess i don't know yeah. what flow state is but well that's meditation oh, stuff okay. You okay. Know? yeah i guess it's sort of yeah i kind of just trust that i'm going to be able to I mean, I, it sounds scarier than it turns out to be, but I mean. Yeah. Well, just like uh, doing a podcast or something. Yeah. Although I'm still terrified. Are you really? You don't well, seem, a little less. You don't seem but, terrified. <laughs> really? No, you seem, this is fine. Okay, good. Are you having a decent time? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, that's, that's interesting. I want to talk more about that. I don't want to just veer off of some other questions like about the wrestler or something like that. I want to keep talking okay. about this flow state stuff. Because, uh, uh, I don't know. But And also, I mean, another thing, with, I remember the first crowd work show I did was in Philadelphia, and I just remember, I haven't remember this realization, like, oh, I don't have to prepare anything. Like, I yeah, guess so the dope. lazy side of me was like, I just take a shower and... <laughs> And steam clean a shirt, maybe, and then yeah, let's go do this. And so you don't have anything before, like, because before there's always this, like, for for me and for like musicians I play with, <clears throat> even like I I play with some sometimes big ones, and yeah. we'll play small little shows in yeah. Mexico in front of ten people, right? Like I'm in a band with Peter Buck, right, right, and he like in, before we're about to play in front of ten people in Mexico, he'll go, I hate this part, like nervous like oh yeah yeah like i hate this part of a song or something no no i hate oh. this part right before we're about to play like i'm nervous and yeah, i'm just that... like wow like really you like so i'm just wondering like for me that's what i was talking about the eft emotional freedom technique if i'm nervous i'll do that like this is gonna be great todd barry's you know i'm yeah. gonna be bff yeah. todd barry's not you know yeah. won't be mad at me at the end of this or you know whatever it is that you got to do to psych yourself up don't you have any rituals like that oh before? yeah like oh you're talking about before show i yeah. mean i generally i try to pee closer as okay, close to the i know that's not the most <laughs> that's not no like jumping help. jacks no uh no i mean i, I occasionally <laughs> will take like four deep breaths right but i don't always remember to do that right um so very low yeah i mean so from your apartment to the stage you just get to the venue pee and go on uh <laughs> it yeah i mean if it's a local gig yeah i i, I uh, if I'm going to Seattle, there's you know there's a flight involved and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but where I, do you play in Seattle? 
Um, I played. You do rock and roll clubs. I try to do. Yeah, I've been doing a little more of those. I did last two times. I did El Corazon. Oh, okay. Which is like, a, do you know it? I don't know that one. I've done the Crocodile, and yeah, I do. I've done the Crocodile. Tri- I do Triple Door a lot there. Yeah. You know Triple Door. Yeah, I do know Triple Door. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like that one or no? Uh, I had an experience there that I, I did enjoy. I saw the hesitation. Yeah, yeah. Flash, yeah. I, which <laughs> which surprised me because like. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to bash the no, triple. No, no, we, we, can, we can move swiftly on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to talk about it. Uh, uh, maybe off, off camera. Off camera. Off, but uh, yeah. Damn it, triple door. <laughs> what did you do to Todd Barry? Huh. <laughs> uh, I know any other comic would have just bold, just gotten into the story, but I'm. Uh, That's okay. I'm too. Uh, I too. I rise above it. You know. Let's rise above. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of the muck. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the improvisation. I don't know. I want to get into comedi- uh to be a comedian, but how much know. do you on stage? I do a lot of banter, and mo- increasingly. No, I meant like musically, and like, do you stick to it note to note, or do you just are uh, you free to cut loose? I'm free to cut loose. Yeah, yeah. Unless I'm playing with like real professionals that want to put set lists together and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. Okay. But in my solo stuff, I'm just like you know, yeah. very, very off the cuff. That's what interests me about like the crowd work stuff you're doing and right. things like that. Because then it's like, yeah, it's like m- developing for you too, and it's it's just in the moment. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, it's fun, and it's also it's interesting. Yeah. You know, you meet some interesting people. What are like? Uh, what are some comedians? Like, what what comedians do you admire? Or oh god, or, um, there's a lot of them. I know, but like, who's like? Uh, I love. Uh, like, who inspires you? I guess. Um, I like, do you know Doug Stanhope? Oh, yeah. He's great. He is great. Like, he's one of those guys, I watch him, and I'm like, oh, man. Kick the way you kick. What is that now? That was on his, one of his specials. I just remember that line. He said, kick the way you kick. Like, (laughs) do it the way you do it. Like, uh, you know? Yeah. I just remember that line. Oh, I didn't, okay. It was his last special. It was like, he had this whole thing, kick the way you kick. Yeah, he's great. Oh, about the, about like the field goal kicker who all of a sudden kicked field goals like super killer. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. I should, that sounds funny. It was real, real, <laughs> <There's> something <laughs> there. real funny, yeah. And then <laughs> like that field goal kicker was better than all the old school f- field goal kickers. Like he ki- he invented the new way that modern field goal kickers kick. Oh, man, that's it. And then he had this whole thing like kick the way you kick and I wrote it. I wrote it on my bedroom wall. That's how much it inspired me. <laughs> that's an, uh, that's, it sounds like an ambition. His like his material is very like. Last time I saw him, he did. He must have done close to two hours, and it was like I had seen him a few years before, and there was like not a single thing I think that. Yeah. He, but so someone like, like him, I like. Uh, what do you like about him? I also like that he says shit that I wouldn't even dream of saying. Right. And right. Because I always think a comedian who says something that. Even if I don't agree with it, and I still laugh, I'm exactly. like, wow, that's that's pretty. Uh, it puts you in a weird spot where you're like, oh, you just said something kind of horrifying. Yeah, and I'm not saying he says and horrifying things, but just things yeah. that I wouldn't necessarily even, agree with, even even that you don't agree with. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, but just the fact that you'll say that shit, right, makes me respect you at least to that degree that you'll say shit. Right, it makes me feel like, oh man, because I saw him. Uh, on you know because he helped his mother commit suicide right and i saw him on mother's day at caroline's which is kind of a touristy club 
open with that joke. Open with a story about killing his mother yeah. on Mother's Day <laughs> at a pl- in a place where half. Yeah, like if you could do that, you're that you, is crazy. You get that one under your belt, and you're you're off and running for the show. But uh, yeah. but also, who else do I love? Uh, Maria Bamford is great. Do you know Maria Bamford? I, know. I know the name, and she's, I, yeah, I, she's fantastic. I think I do. Like if I saw it, I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That she's great. Um, Dave Attell is amazing. Yeah, my you know, favorite. The, yeah, he's a. Why is he your favorite? Because uh, he's just. In his, uh, he's not old, but I I, I like to say in his Come older on, he's our age, age, bro. He's he's in a, in a state that he he seems like in constant misery, and he just like delivers. Yeah, like, he's a beast. He he's, just comes on stage mm-hmm. and just like stabs you right away. Yeah, he's yeah. just like, and he's he's just the funniest. And, and his yeah, his, he years. does jokes where you're just like, I where did that's from another planet that yeah, joke. And what? he just doesn't give like a fuck. What? Um, well, I mean, he did a joke. <laughs> I hate to. Uh, like, you don't want to quote? I get quote a joke. I mean, he did a joke about, uh, about uh, his, you know, he gets down there. He did a joke about anal beads. And uh-huh. real quick. Is it, like, how does, uh, <laughs> what does it feel like when anal beads, when you take them out, it feels like hearing there is no Santa eight times in a row. <laughs> 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 and it's just like, I don't know anyone who would have thought of that. And he's, he, he'll open with that. He'll just open with that and then go into child molestation and then go into this and then, he just jumps. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like that's funny. Yeah, him. he's he's. I love that. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of other comics out there. Uh, How often do new comics come up where you're like, wow? I mean, or is it just the like the like? Cause comics come up all the time. At what point is a comic considered established? When he gets into the cellar? Or um, like, well, I mean, it depends on what you're. I mean, there are comics who don't work the cellar who are huge, um, but that didn't come up through the. Ranks. Yeah, I mean, they they're probably could work there but whatever um i i don't i guess when you I don't, established i don't know when you make a living but that doesn't even i mean there's people who are terrible well, to make we, a living we had uh, ian finance here yesterday yeah i, I know uh, i just texted him earlier and to him did he, he said, warn you he said that once he <laughs> once he got into the cellar he felt you know like approval from everyone and that's when he was like okay, yeah i mean it is interesting is real when you you know i started 31 years ago but you're just like, wow, I I'm, never would have known that, like, I'm going to go on after Chris Rock or Jerry right. Seinfeld or, yeah. or you know, get an email from Weird Al Yankovic or something. How did you start? <laughs> what, what what was the first, uh, like, what was the impetus to, like... Uh, well, I was in Florida. Yeah, you graduated in Florida. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I started, I was born in New York, then I moved to Florida and moved back. You but, were born uh, in the Bronx. Right? Yeah, man. So you read my Wikipedia. Oh hell yeah, dude! We do our research. We go on. We go on Wikipedia and check what, what you out. What part of the Bronx? Um, see, when people ask me what part of the Bronx, I always have to do this little caveat: is I it was Riverdale, but it was not a mansion in Riverdale. Uh, it, it was a one bedroom apartment. Today's Riverdale. Yeah, it was just a very simple apartment. Modern. So you're a rich kid. Uh, no, no, I know. I, I, you're busting my balls. But I, uh, <laughs> but I used to, I used to be into comedy, and I used to watch it on TV, and used to see mm-hmm. like. It was like people like Letterman. I knew about Letterman before he had any TV show. Oh, really? Yeah. How'd you know about him? Just from like he would be on like the Merv Griffin show. Oh, I don't okay. know if you remember shit like or Mike oh, Douglas. Oh, I know Merv. I remember yeah, and, Merv. And then there was like and the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And yeah. so yeah, I would see these guys, and I like these sort of what they would call like the hot young comics, uh-huh. the upcoming. And so I enjoyed it. And then I would just I kind of this I started in what you know the comedy boom of the eighties, which was you could. You could go down to Florida and work for two months on the road. That's cool. And you just you don't leave Florida and you're making a living. You might not be making tons of money, but you're a comedian professional. How's that different than today? 
Um, it's harder. Well, it, it, at some point they had a, you know, these there were one-nighters everywhere. I mean, there's still tons of comedy now, and people have said there's another comedy boom, so maybe there is. It feels like there's a comedy boom right now. Yeah. With podcasts and all that kind of thing, or it's a different kind. Right. Of, but there was a time where, like, you know, like when I, a lot of the open micers here, the open mic comics have to go on, and hopefully there's, like, regular people in the crowd, but oftentimes there's, like, your friends are watching you, and then you just... Mm-hmm. It's like comics performing for comics. Yeah, yeah. Right. Whereas I got to start an open mic, and where it was like a Wednesday through Sunday, and then like Just on Sunday they would, real they would have the headliner, but they would have open micers before the headliner. Mm-hmm. So there'd be like a hundred people who were just like comedy. You know, they were just they, you could just because the people they were headlining for the most part were not famous, right? But the place would fill up just because comedy's the thing, and, right? But. I forgot. There was no internet, so people, no, no. people needed entertainment. Right, and so then I, I started, I just was like, I went to these open mics, and then I just got this little, like, feeling in my gut, like, oh, I should try this. Because I'd never, I was always someone who tried to be funny, and I guess people thought I was funny. But I never, that was like comedian, I would never do that. And then at some point I just tried it, and then I didn't stop. Was your style similar when you started to what it is now, or did <coughs> it develop? I think it developed, I mean, hopefully I got better. But uh, Right, but did it kind of, because you have a very unique yeah. style of comedy, I think, and like... Delivery. And your delivery, was it? Was there seeds of that way back then, or were, did it completely shift? Um, I mean, I imagine somewhere have cassette tapes buried somewhere. but right. uh, You don't really Yeah, I, I guess I, I think I was a little more, uh, like, kind of comic-y, if that makes sense. Sort more of, boisterous, maybe? No, not more boisterous, probably not more boisterous, but more, like, emulating, like, Dennis Miller or something. Or, oh, really? Yeah, just maybe cadence-wise, didn't necessarily have my own voice i don't think from what i remember but right but then you know then i developed into this voice that people started doing impressions of and i was like oh man is that what i sound like and right <laughs> and uh yeah so how soon before you felt like okay um, that you made a living or that you were successful well it's weird in florida because it was such a demand for comics Cause that was another thing i was gonna tell you about the comedy boom is like a lot of there were there were these one-nighters which still exist on some level but just someone would go into a bar and go, what do you got going on Thursday? A little, little light on Thursday? Okay, well, I can bring in four comics. Give mm-hmm. me give me $1,000. And then they would pay out probably $400 and pocket 600 And then <laughs> and then there would be a comedy night at this, you know, this bar and grill. And then where people would pay. And some, you know, sometimes you got a hotel room and like $150 for a 25-minute set, which even now doesn't sound too terrible. <laughs> but... Yeah, so there was just stuff you could work everywhere and fill in your calendar. But And then you moved to New York. Then I moved to New York because I kind of wanted to move to New York anyway. And right. I, and then I kind of... Were you doing well in Florida and that's what gave you the... I mean, I was doing relatively well, but I mean, I was doing... Yeah, I was doing fine in New York. I, um, what year did you move? To I mean, fine in Florida. In 89, I think I moved here. And was it... L.A. versus New York as far as No, I never considered L.A. Because we had taken a couple of trips to New York with my family um, since we had moved from New York. And that's just one of those things where just I'm not real decisive about a lot of things, but I was just like, oh, I want to move to New York. Yeah. So then I did it. And I had a roommate, a friend from UF who wanted to move to New York, so we just got a place. That's cool. Yeah. And did and then what? You just started doing stand-up I sort of tried to infiltrate the clubs here. There's a place called Catch Rising Star, which is kind of a legendary place. Um, 
there's still a, f- a couple of like the chain clubs called Catcher and stuff. But it was a place that just everyone played there, and there was a band, and just a lot of people started there. So I tried to get on there, and I had like a recommendation from like a comic I worked with in Florida. But it's very hard, and I and also you know you're not you think you're better than you are, right? Because you just watch you know, watch some guy do eight minutes. I, I got eight minutes. Yeah. But you don't realize that person also has another hour on top of that eight minutes they could right. do and you have like you have maybe another three minutes but so i just i just hung it i just hung, hung in there and uh yeah just kind of just waited around i mean i there's 500 times where i could have quit and but you just kept going oh, yeah i don't know why because i yeah i don't i guess i just i you don't had know. no plan b maybe i didn't know i mean i was work i did jobs but i didn't yeah, I didn't. I don't know why I hung it. I guess I think it's sometimes it's part of it's just like no, you're not gonna you're not gonna win this. I'm gonna win this. Right. To show business in general, not to yeah to the to the devil. Yeah. Or whoever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still on that fight. I mean, aren't you like, like in terms of aren't you? Well, you even said it. Like you're still looking to play bigger. Yeah, yeah. Bigger rooms and like the dream that like you want to, you want the dream to keep expanding. Right. And, and evolving. It's like. Uh, I think it keeps you young. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like that I've never, I almost seem like someone who might have broken at some point. Right. I mean, on some level, I, I've definitely done things that I'm happy about. But Yeah. But I've a, done a, a nice slow burn as opposed to flash in the pan. That's but, me too. Yeah. You know, I've put out like 20 albums or something like that, and you've never even heard of me. <laughs> oh, I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> You're but from you, Atlanta, right? <laughs> Well, I lived. I yeah. I moved from Ohio yeah. to Atlanta, and okay. then uh, and then I uh, moved here. Yeah, I've been here about twenty five years or something okay. like that. So a long time. Yeah. Um, what makes you laugh? Oh gosh. Um, or do you laugh? I mean, sometimes it's. I mean, well, <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> usually it's, it's just silliness and, or just vile shit, but uh, I yeah. can't like give you, I don't, can't give you an example right off the top of my right. head, but then also you'll meet people who just, you know, uh, someone who works at Bed Bath and Beyond who tries to be funny and like, wow, that was actually, that was funny. What right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So there, that, that kind of stuff makes me laugh and, and, uh. My cat makes me laugh a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You're a cat person. I am a, as of a, about a year now. Oh, How dope. is it your first cat or? Well, I had a uh, a cat living with me and a girlfriend living with me, and it was her cat, and then that ended. So, and then I had a cat when I was younger, but now I I just got one, and she's uh, a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's hard to have a relationship when you have a relationship with showbiz? Um, I, I mean, I don't think whatever my relationship issues are, are not, I don't think they're because I'm in show business. Right. I think they're. But don't you think showbiz people have, tend to have a, well, maybe not. I guess all people I mean, have I think, a hard time with yeah. that, with love and. Yeah. Like all the books that are out there are not being bought by comedians and musicians. Right. <laughs> I buy a lot of them. Do you really? Yeah, man. I'm on a self-help quest all the time. Did you, are you reading the one attached that everyone's reading? Oh no! What's that one? That's about um, attachment styles. Oh, okay. Um, just how the, you have this mother sort of childhood attachment styles end up uh, ending in infiltrating your adult relationship. So there's like wow. Se- there's people who are secure in a relationship. There's people who are anxious, and then there's avoidant. And what are and what are you? I'm probably anxious. 
anxious. Yeah, yeah, you can see me shaking right now. I can see you shaking. It's making me nervous. I know, because I might have to use that awful bathroom upstairs. Oh, right? my God. Your cell phone light. Well, what do you look for in a friend? In a friend? Yeah. Oh, man. That's a good question. Uh, I mean, I always seems to be frustrated with people who aren't uh, reliable communicators. Uh-huh. Uh, How does that go down? Am I getting too personal? Uh, no, I'll, I'll let you know. Let me know if I do. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just find that I like uh, just people. That, there's some people out there who just it, like just you, you want to get lunch. You can answer that question. Right. You can just go no. Yeah. And I'm going to be all right. Mm-hmm. But don't leave me waiting for right three days. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so there's shit like that. I mean, so reliability and just sort of, I like also friends where you can just say, insult each other's yeah. whatever families and vile shit. And then yeah. if someone's like, I got this little problem and then you go, you shift gears yeah. and you're like, all right, well, let's be serious now. That's cool. Yeah. That's how me and Ehud are. Yeah. Yeah. He constantly insults me. Yeah. I mean, he like puts down my interview style all oh, the time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's why he's trying to take over the whole interview. I, know, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't even know who's going to be involved in it. <laughs> I know. I know. And he's like, you know, it's passive aggressive. It is a little bit. It is, right? No, he I, won't even be on camera, but yeah. Oh, he, I didn't even realize that. I like, know. if you're going to interview, then you got to be on camera, bro. I forgot I was it's on like, camera. It's like, you can't be off oh, camera we, we and don't take have a budget for a fourth camera. Oh, come on. <laughs> that is funny. That is not true. You could find somebody who just like, turns the camera around. <laughs> <laughs> or we could have one camera on you, right? This is, I can't believe this is a two camera. I, my Three podcast, camera. I don't film my so podcast. So, what are you good at that <laughs> nobody knows? Oh, my God. That's a good question. And it's, I'm afraid I'm going to give you a terrible answer. Can you juggle? I can juggle three. Boom. I can, too. Yeah. I haven't done I it in a while. Too bad we don't have six balls and we could have a juggling uh, we contest. Could, we could just go Next with time. all juggling podcasts. Next time. Um, yeah. And then uh, I, I don't know what I'm good at. I'm not. I don't know. That's you don't have to be good at anything. Yeah, I probably. Thank you. <laughs> probably not good at anything. Honestly. Sometimes I feel like I'm not good at anything. Oh, yeah, so when you were a drummer, how long ago? Do you still play drums? I occasionally, um, like, I've done these shows with Yola Tango. Oh, that's cool. And they'll often let me uh, play, w- play in the encore. Yeah, like double drummer vibes? Or Either double drummer or, or, you're the or drummer. Georgia will, uh, she, she might sing, be, take over the lead vocals. Um, I'm trying to think how we've done it before. So you're a good drummer. If they're going to let you do that, you must be at I, least good. I wouldn't, no, I'm not, I mean... I never thought I was good, and then I watched people who can really play, and you're like, oh, my God, I don't even know what you're doing. Up, That's like magic, what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, but simple is good sometimes. Maybe you're simple. I actually ended up playing with uh, Alex Chilton that's on an ins- encore. That's yeah, insane. Yeah, that is insane. No. Let's yeah. talk about that. And I was like, uh, well, it was it was during one of the Yellow Tango, they do these Hanukkah shows. Do you know about them? I didn't. Well, I know Yellow Tango, but I didn't know they did Hanukkah shows. Yeah, they shows. do these things. They've been doing I it for 10 years I think I actually heard now. Maxwell's or something. They, they used to do it at Maxwell's. Do it at Maxwell's. Now they okay. do it at the Bowery Ball. They do oh, a, right. Maxwell's Close. They do a show every night of Hanukkah. Oh, that's cool. And they, every night is a different benefit, so it's yeah. kind of a oh, cool that's event. neat. Yeah, and they have uh, comedians and people sitting in. and So one time, uh, they were like, uh, well, Alex Chilton's going to be that's our insane. special guest. And uh and they and they sort of ex- I guess extended the offer to play one of the songs, and I was like, "You got to tell them that I'm not good," because <laughs> yeah, like I know them, so I like they know yeah. whatever skills I have <laughs> so, or don't. But I don't want to just like thrust ooh. the comedian on some guy who's like a real good musician. Yeah, but have you heard Big Star's third? 
Uh, I, I have heard Big Star, yeah. Sister Lovers, yeah. That's the third album that they made. It's like real loose, you know, loosey-goosey. But I actually told him, this just reminded me of what you said earlier. I said, I, you know, he's kind of he was kind of a shy guy, and I kind of am shy, so I kind of said, hey, I'm not really a good drummer. He goes, I'm not a real drummer. He goes, oh, those are the best ones. Exactly. And then I, we I mean. played the song. We played, um, oh, what was it? Uh, the, the, God, what is it? Oh, I'm blanking. I'm blanking on the song. Well, I forgot the song. September Girls? No, no, it wasn't one of his songs. Uh. It was, um, fuck. Oh, shit. I'm, oh, it, not MC5. Who's the Mark Boland one? T-Rex. T-Rex. Yeah, one of their famous, famous songs. Uh, Jeepster. Jeepster. Boom. That's all coming back. There you go. Boom. So we played that, and at the end, I, I, you know, I was real sloppy at the end, and, and he goes, you're a hoss. A boss. Hoss, H-O-S-S. Yeah, and but I, what does that mean? And I looked it up, and it was like, I think it was like a badass. It's a compliment. Yeah, yeah. It was, for I was, sure, dude. I was like That's a little, I, I was immediately like, going to get on Google and look this shit up. Because you're a hoss. Yeah. I was no. like, all right, well, that's. I can't believe I did that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Do you think of him, like, interesting, like, when you think of people who passed yeah. that you know or that you've had experience, isn't that, isn't that a trip? Yeah, it is weird. It's not really a question. It's more just, like, I think about that sometimes, like, pe- friends of mine that are gone now. Yeah. And I think of memories, and then it's like, wow, they're in the spirit world now or whatever, and my memory. And yeah, quite it. a few comedians have died lately, and so I've yeah. been going through that. Um but, uh, yeah. What do you think happens when you pass? Oh, man. Uh, I, I, who knows, right? Well, I, I, know I agree with that. I mean, that's a simple answer, but maybe that's the answer that everyone should give to that question. Okay, well, let's ask the dragon cards. Oh, oh I didn't even see those. Well, there's a whole bunch of decks of hippie no, cards I didn't, I didn't in front see of that. you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how I missed those. This is the... Oh, I pick one? Mm-hmm, and then you read it. It's going to... Earth and water dragon creates the foundation for new growth. A fresh start is coming with new opportunities. Nurture your ideas and harvest the abundance. Wow. What do you think? Um, I think that would be... Apply to absolutely everyone who picked this card. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one who would be bummed out by that. Oh, new but fun it, experiences. Who wants those? But it, go- <laughs> but it goes with what you said when you walked in here that you're going bigger. Yeah, yeah. You're going bigger now. Mine is Air Dragon. Helps you rise above earthly matters. Communicate honestly. Brings inspiration and hope. See life from a higher perspective. Oh, my God. I feel like that's happening right now in this podcast. Yeah, definitely, man. (laughs) So is that the way you use those cards? You just pick one and you read it and then you go, wow, that sounds cool and that's it? That's it. Wow, you paid money for all those, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Oracle. They're Oracle cards? They're worth their weight in gold, Todd. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Now Ahud's afraid to read his because of your joke. Gold. <laughs> well, we've had this one before. All right, golden Atlantean dragon that one helps again? you remember the wisdom of Golden Atlantis. <laughs> yeah, we have. Reclaim your mastery. Huh? All right. All right. I saw this show about um, Todd didn't like that bit. <laughs> <laughs> Those guy who was debunking horoscopes. Yeah. I saw, sh- and then he um, he had everyone given their birthday like in this classroom, mm-hmm. and he goes, "I'm going to write you an in- individual horoscope." Yeah. And he. He uh, passes out. Here's your individual horoscope, and then yeah. 
He said, raise your hand if it's on a scale from one to five, five being accurate. How many say five? And like most people said five mm-hmm. and four, a lot of people. And he said, now take your horoscope and move it to the person to the left and take the one. Same thing. And he had given everyone the same horoscope. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. That's pretty cruel, but also, you know, those kind of shows. But do you believe in synchronicity or any kind of thing like that? Or do you have, like, do you think that there's spirits speaking to you through the universe or any of that I kind I of stuff? I mean, I do. I am fascinated by coincidences. Like, recently. Yeah, recently I saw John Prine at the airport. Oh, that's amazing. And then a few days later, that was in Chicago. Yeah. A few days later, I saw Natalie Merchant uh-huh. in this hotel lobby. And I was like, and I was like, I think that's Natalie Merchant. So then I look. I always verify whenever I spot a celeb to see if they were in town. And yeah. she was just, and she was just in town doing a tribute to John Prine. Yeah. And I saw both of them in two different cities randomly within right. three. D- that's kind of crazy. That is crazy. I mean, it's not the craziest thing, but it's pretty crazy. It's very yeah. specific. I think if you pay attention to synchronicity, it starts happening more and more and more. Like if you write down your dreams, they start communicating to you more and more and more. Do you write down your dreams? No. Do you do like morning pages or anything like I that? I have done that. Do you do that artist way? Uh, I, I don't. I have you ever I don't done? do anything that would, would help me or would require work that involves any then sort of. Then how do you explain your success? I uh, well, it, I just have my own my own artist way. I guess. Yeah, I just what um, so I, so you do have some kind of techniques. I I mean I work my jokes out on stage mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. Yeah. But I try to keep like little orderly lists of like work on these and like i was telling you earlier but i don't have i'm not like i wake up at nine i do yoga and then at 10 o'clock one i write and then one i eat lunch no i'm not like that i have i've become like that have you yeah i ran five miles today did you really yeah oh my god i know see that's but i'm like like a a loser no i'm not it's (laughs) it's not to make you feel like a loser it's some of us need more it's actually i'm the loser really yes you're, you guys are the winners, because you don't yeah. have to do that stuff. You're right. <laughs> I was gonna ru- I was gonna run five miles, but now, <laughs> now you just told me I don't have to, so I'm good. Um, what's your favorite book? Oh fuck. I mean, you don't have to answer that. Yeah, it's a hard one. Um, <laughs> do you like Harlan Corbin? Harlan Corbin, who is that? Great writer, thrillers and mystery. Oh, what? He's gonna be on our podcast. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'm reading uh, Rollins's diary. Oh, cool. The get a, get in the van? Yeah, that's fucking it's brutal. Yeah. It's kind of... Touring life. Well, I mean, I can't. I think that's not typical touring life. I I, is it? I mean, it kind of... Like, well, I, I mean, can't remember crowds, it exactly. I remember reading it when I was in my it's 20s. It's just a lot of, like, bottles of piss rock, being yeah. thrown at me kind okay. of things where... Yeah. I know the whole van thing and sleeping on floors is, is fairly common, but... Uh, yeah, when you tour, is it a sprinter van? Or yes. <laughs> Are you joking? No. <laughs> like, oh, well, you wouldn't need a sprinter van. I guess. No, I don't need any van. That's true. You don't need a van. I need to, a, you're a comedian. I need you know, <laughs> with a bunch of comedians. I need United <laughs> Airlines. I, In the old days. A few times I've done bus tours. I did a bus tour with um, with Howie Mandel, believe it or not, years ago, and I did a tour with. I've done some tours with Yola Tango in a bus, and then right. I did, you know, Spend Mates of State. I did. Yeah. No. I haven't heard yeah. Of I did. Uh, I did a, like a week with them as, as the opener. Or as yeah, as that was kind of a, a thing where like they were friends, of mine, or they are friends of mine. But they, as a goof, I did it. I'm just saying they paid me less than I usually get. No. <laughs> uh, Would you rather have more time or more money? More time or more money? I feel like I have. Oh, that's a good question. Um, just in general, 
Yeah, or just... Yeah. I don't know. I, I As far as time, I'm one of those people... Even in life, like more, like if somebody said you could have more life or more money. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I try not to get too caught up with money things, uh, but I, I do sometimes feel like it's a, it's, this is something you can't complain about, but I will on this podcast. It's yeah. just Sometimes I wake up and like I have too much freedom, too much free time. Yeah. And I sort of like I get a little jealous of someone who has to get up and go to work and have a ritual. Right. Well, that's why I run and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Like that, I create those rituals. But I box. Do too. you really? I'm yeah. thinking of trying that. Well, you should. And I got the greatest gym for you to try. Oh, really? And we could become boxing buddies right. if you want. Is that something that... Uh, it's great. Because I almost have a... And you will never get hit if you don't want to. Yeah, I'd never. So, and, and, and by the way, if like... I tell this to people all the time that are intimidated about boxing. It's like the softest people in the world are boxers. If you want to be intimidated by people, join a yoga studio. Yeah. That's the ironic part about it. Is it's like yogis are the ones that are like, to me. Probably off at, oh, when they're not in the yoga studio, they're like, fuck, yelling at people. <laughs> but the boxers are all like, you know, empaths that got abused too much or something. So is it good exercise? Oh, man. It counts as exercise? Are you kidding? It's crazy good exercise. That's a good question. So you jump, you jump rope and all that kind yeah. of stuff, and you you'll get in really good shape. Really? Oh yeah. I was thinking of doing it, but it's weird because I almost have like a a moral problem with actual boxing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as exercise, sure. I some guy holding his hands up and I punch his hands. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. Or I'd like. To, I mean, I think I could. do I that. understand the moral uh, complications <laughs> with it. It's just such a weird thing. It is a it's weird. Like thing. You're actually the goal is to injure someone it seems weird to me yeah, yeah once you get deeper into it the artistry of it and like yeah the, i know the sweet artistry. the sweet science they call it yeah. you know and it's it's uh it's a beautiful thing to boxers yeah and i'm at that place because i've been doing it now for years so uh -huh. it's like i'm i i see the beauty in it but i You've get never the, been in an actual boxing match have oh you? i mean i've i spar well but an actual this mug's been hit <laughs> a bunch. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. But you don't have to get into that level. Right. Like, you don't have to spar. What do they call a level where you're into boxing but never getting hit? Just normal, just normal, Let's like, go, going most, to the gym. most people. <laughs> most people just, yeah. like, it's, and it's great for that because you, you still work on your, like, combinations in the bags. You can still do pads. Yeah. You can get very, very deep into boxing and have a real fun. And be a pacifist about it. And very much be a pacifist about it. And so you don't have any moral, there's no moral complications at all. And it's, it's a great thing to get into. It's super fun. It's well, maybe I'll because get that it's, uh, info it's, from you. Well, definitely. I'd love, to, I'd love to take you to this or tell you where this gym is. It's Trinity Boxing Gym. It's great. It's in, um, now that I've told everybody where it is, you're yeah. like, no. you all, won't go to it anymore. Gonna... All, your fan, all your hyper fans are going to yeah. start waiting out there for Todd Berry to show walk up. Out, walk out in sweatpants. No, but um, <laughs> man, it is, it's wonderful because it's a physical fitness thing that you, that you engages your mind. Yeah. You know, it's like learning guitar or something. I, I find it, you know, it's like learning a new thing. Like yeah. when you're learning com comedy, like right. it's a similar thing. You are like, oh, I got to learn this. And it's, it's amazing how complicated it is actually just throwing like a jab and a cross. Oh, yeah. Like I, I wasn't when I was saying it's the moral problems. I wasn't denying the artistry and the I skill. Didn't think and, so, yeah, yeah. I, didn't think I know there's a lot more to it than like cooking there's a lot no, more but, to it than people but think. especially hitting hitting someone in the face and shaking their brain i get the moral <laughs> yeah, problem with that yeah. that makes sense yeah yeah 
But, uh, you know, I got into it through, um, um, be- I kind of wanted, I had this funny concept of, uh, doing a charity boxing match against Mickey Rourke. Oh, really? To like, uh, the concept was uh, like a charity. I feel like he's gone down that road before. Huh? A charity benefit, like for, to benefit small dogs. Oh, that's because he, he loves small That'd dogs. Be good, that would be a good way to get him on board. It was board, a bro. joke I made to uh, my friend Liz, and she happens to be a boxing manager. And she was like, "I'll get, I'll set you up with the trainer the next day." And the next day, I started. So it was. Oh, that's how you got into boxing. That's how I got into oh, okay. it. And then so. you never follow through on the Mickey Rourke thing. No. Well, I don't have his info, so I can't. Uh, well, that was going to come to my next question, <laughs> but like. Uh, what was it like acting in in the wrestler and like working with Darren Aronofsky? How do you um, say Darren Aronofsky. Darren Aronofsky. Um, it was super interesting. Yeah, it was crazy fun because it was. Yeah. Um, I I know him a little, I think through comedy shows, and we'd sort of occasionally emailed each other. I don't truly remember how I met him, and then I was at. Do you remember Cafe Orlin? Yeah, on St. Mark's. Uh, yeah, St. Mark's and Second. Yeah, I used to go there all the time by myself, yeah. quite often. And then I think I was there by myself. Yeah. I think I saw you when really? I was by myself there once. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I walked in there once, and he was he was sitting with some people, and I kind of just waved because he seemed like he was in a meeting or something. You knew who he was? Oh, he was a friend of mine at that. Oh, point. right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and then he walked by, I'd like to go to the bathroom because I might have something for you. Wow. And I was like. I was like, what, a movie role? And then he kind of made this joke, like, where he just gestured, like, sweeping up or something. And then, I, like, three weeks later, I didn't want to be like, uh, I've told this story a million times, but I don't think anyone's cross-referencing this. But, uh, right. Um, I think at some few, maybe a couple of weeks later, I was like, I didn't want to be like the next day. What's going on with that movie you brought up? So, but then two weeks later, that's basically what I did. And he sent me a script. He used you want to do this? And then... I said yes, and then I don't know some miscommunication. He goes, do you want to do this? I go, yeah, I, I did say yes, and then it was kind of a done deal. And then I had then they said, well, you actually have to audition uh. for the producer. And I went there. I went to the audition. It was him and the producer, and he stopped me in the middle of the audition. He goes, I'll see you on set. That's which is, cool. It's just kind of a super unheard of thing, and I feel lucky that happened. But then actually acting with Mickey Rourke was like, I mean, I it was surreal because he he's just like. It's kind of like the... He's a know, legend. He's a legend, and I used to... I, Diner is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, and, me too. And I remember, um, was it Body Heat he was in? And and I always thought he was really good, and now all of a sudden I'm doing these scenes with him. Yeah. And, you know, he's an intimidating guy. He was not the most... Uh, he, he was perfectly nice to me, but he wasn't... He, you didn't become instant Yeah, BFS I didn't like... I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be chatting with him much. Right. But that's fine. Everyone's, you know, he's working, and everyone's got the way they work. And, right. Um, and especially that movie is so intense. It's yeah, just, it is an intense movie. I mean, all of his movies are really intense. I mean, right. Mickey's, but I'm talking about Darren. Right, Darren. right. Yeah. So, and it was great working with, with Darren, and it was just like... Uh, just remember, there was there was one scene. I guess the scene in the in the deli where it gets chaotic, and uh, where he cuts his finger. Yeah. And uh, I I don't know, I said something like, "Can I just ad lib?" And he goes, oh, "He goes, oh yeah, don't censor yourself." I was like, "Okay, I like uh-huh. that." And what'd you do? I don't remember what I you know if I what I specifically what I said, but I mean there were a few lines he let me ad lib, and they yeah. kept what they kept it in. That's cool. Um, and then. But there was also in that scene, it's kind of a funny story. It's like, he, 
Mickey Rourke just spontaneously threw a like a big box of foil at me and it uh-huh. hit me right to the point where they had to like stop for a second wow. and see if I was okay. And and then I think he threw maybe did he throw something else like a ham or something and they kind of had to go. Yeah, you can't kill this guy. Right. <laughs> like so I was, they, they calmed him down. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, he was in the moment, and I was like, I I would have taken one for the team on some level, but yeah. it's like you don't know that you're about some some big guy's going to sh- hurl some shit at you. Right. And it's going to hit. So I bad. feel like you manifested that through your intimidation. Okay. Like, what? Oh, you think I scared him? Well, maybe. Like yeah. somehow. Yeah. Oh, well, I hope so. No. <laughs> but I saw him. I think I saw him. I have an 80% possibility i saw him at a restaurant in la and i was like no nah, i don't go up to him and i would he ever remembered you well it was funny because i uh i doubt it but i i went to the venice film festival because they it got in and i was like i'll pay my own way and go to that and i went and i was just wandering around i wandered into a bar and he was sitting there just by chance by himself like, now he was with a, a group of people Hot chicks? I, I, I don't remember, I'm but sure. I, he may have. Kind of, <laughs> but then he, uh, <coughs> I kind of said hi to him. He kind of looked at me like, who are you? And someone was like, no, that's the guy from the movie. He's like, he's like ah. And then he gives me a, <laughs> <laughs> gives me a fist bump. It's like, you know what, I. I <laughs> but it, it's fine. Like, I don't, that's funny. I don't expect to be remembered by like, I don't think he's going to I remember that guy. He was the guy. <laughs> Although it was, you know, I did have several scenes with him, so. But yeah, I, you gave him the name tag. Yeah, man. It was kind of a payback for the name tag. You gave, got his name wrong on the name tag, so who are you? It's like in real life. Right, right, right. Re- yeah, yeah. Retribution. Well, I never thought about that. Well, I, should. I just did. I know. No, I never thought about that. <laughs> I know. Uh, wow. That's that. Uh, is, is acting easier than comedy for you? Um... I wouldn't, s- no, I, I, cause I feel like I'm, it, it's such a, it's weird. Like comedy, you know, when it's going to end and you get to do whatever you want mm-hmm. and acting, you don't know when it's going to end and you don't do whatever you want. So there's, right. so that's always a challenge for me. And like, I get a little impatient, not like where I'm screaming or anything, but like where they're like, you do a scene and they're like, all right, we'll try that again. You're like, okay. And then you try it again. And they're like, three hours later you're still doing that scene you're like what I, it's kind of i guess I'd, it'd be helpful to me to learn what's going on because there's part of me is like why do we do this 25 times but so i mean that's my own problem though you don't that, know why they do that 25 times i mean i guess something gets messed up yeah or they want to they want choices yeah they it's want like choices yeah recording something yeah right? like i would know that instantly because of the recording process right a lot of times is 25 times and usually the first two are the best right See, I mean, I'm not... With comedy, it's like always in the moment. You yeah. Know? You don't have that. But if you film a special, maybe like you film two of them. Yeah, I do film two, yeah. Yeah. And then... Which is which, which is usually the best, the first or the second. Oftentimes, the second one is. Yeah. And then... But the last time I did a special, they were both pretty on par. So it was really just... It's amazing how... I don't know if it's the same with music, but how awful it is to listen to yourself. It's awful. Is it? Uh, well, you know, it's weird. It's like... Sometimes, like sometimes it's obsessive. Like I'll listen to myself and just like a lot, and then love it, and then all yeah. of a sudden I can't listen. Yeah, and and then it's like I just turn it off, you know. So it's weird. I don't. I don't understand. Yeah, that, I find but. musicians don't ever want to listen to their own material. Right. Like um, especially not when it's new. How is that with you, Joe? Like, or you listen to your new album when it's new a lot, and then you just leave it. Yeah, 
I got a, I'm mastering a new album this week, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I still don't even know what mastering is. It makes everything sound bad. It's like putting steroids on your whole album. It boosts the low end, the high end, makes it louder, makes it so when you play it softer, it sounds louder. It's just makes it just be- like makes it better the final tweaks the final what? like compression you know just oh, makes squashes it, it i remember like makes re- it sound when better. i was buying vinyl back in the day uh, yeah just there was like two guys it seemed like there was two guys who did the mastering like they were on every album yeah a lot of times yeah um this guy who i'm mastering is called fred kevorkian <laughs> i've heard that name before albums. yeah he's amazing he's one that. of the two guys in new york well <laughs> he's a great guy in new york and he's uh um he doesn't break the bank but he's the real deal you know yeah. and he's you know is this a your own album or is this a buck um, no Buffett? this is a uh, my own my own solo first solo album in like five years oh nice yeah called comeback world okay yeah, what do you think of that title? Comeback World. Isn't it? What's the name of this podcast? Come to where I'm from. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of coming. A lot of come. Uh, <laughs> comeback World is good. Comeback World. You like that? Okay. Is it comeback one word or two? Or is it come? That's a good question. I think it's two words, but I'll have to figure out. So, what's your best advice for living life? Oh, I I might absolutely actually take this advice in a second, which is always go to the bathroom when you need to go to the bathroom (laughs) yeah do you need to go i kind of need to go i'd kind of yeah it's kind of a little distracting but those you know the bathroom situation is uh well how long have we been podcasting for an hour we can do a bathroom break should we do a bathroom break or should should i burn through another it's up to you i mean i know you can edit this bathroom break yeah i'll take a bath take a bathroom break arguing over what with myself because i I do want you to pick a life purpose card too i mean you don't want to miss out on that do you (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't. There's no bathroom down here. No, um, no, there isn't. No, there isn't. Hopefully somebody's up there by now and the lights are Oh, really? Sorry. All good. Oh, you're good, Todd. Thank you. Nice I'm less nervous now. Good right. thing, because we're almost at the end, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep talking. Um, I want to know. How do you think it's going so far with Todd Berry? It's going great. I have, yeah. a, I have a. Do you think I'm doing a, how do you think my no. podcasting skills are it's been going great. I know. I felt a little pressure before he came. Yeah, and you t- a you asked a, you asked so many questions for a second there. I'm always curious about about comedians. And listen, so I don't much. mind you asking a bunch of questions, but then don't you got to then you got to be on the camera. <laughs> because otherwise it's weird. No, I don't mind. That's our thing. Bro, Who's I don't even dude? mind you Who's overdoing it. It's who? just like you not being on camera then it's weird. Who's the dude off camera? Okay. Mystery. I couldn't ask any. Well, never mind. I'm not because maybe we don't even have to edit this part. All right. But so I have a question for you. While he's what? out, when he said, <clears throat> you know, they did like 25 takes on the movie. What's the mm-hmm. most times you like overdubbed and recut a song of yours <clears throat> before you said, okay, it's done? Ugh. You, I, what's the recent one you remember like the, the worst over? the worst song that i ever <laughs> the worst version of that yeah. is a song i just don't even want to think about just dude. say it come on you gotta you, you gotta it's deliver. the campaign song oh that was the one that oh was the man most, dude okay. that just uh, i but i was in a weird place in my life okay. when i did that one and before that before that like i'm i'm pretty like usually it's like like I'll record something once and then maybe, you know, a couple times and that's it. I mean, I, and usually, you know, and it's hit or miss, which is like, you know, but you used to be involved a lot more in like in, in 
producing and and the mastering and everything and most recently you sort of like let go of some of those responsibilities and let other people well i i flip-flop i always do that like i'll i'll like take over a whole record and then then the next record i'll just be like please somebody else do it figure out a lot of these things for me and i really i think that's something that's healthy that like flip-flop around with that what did you do on the most recent one uh, it's a bit of both. I mean, I I, ha- I took it up to a certain level, and I I carried a lo- carried it for a long, long time. And then Chris Seafried, um, and and Seth uh, helped me finish it. You know, so cool. Yeah. When is it coming out? Um, it's coming out in. Uh, it's coming out. In October. Is there a release date? Oh, by the way, too, I should plug that date I got in L.A. coming. Yes. Ju- June 27th at Mayfair 27th. Hotel. Because when's this podcast coming out? It might be on June 27th. Yeah. <laughs> Mayfair Hotel in L.A. I'm playing a free show. With a gallery. With Did you guys gallery. literally keep talking I while too. I... These are my paintings. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, you like yeah. them? Yeah, man. Not bad, right? So you bring your own, you bring your paintings to your podcast studio. My painting studio is in the back there. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So I've I've actually done comedy in that little room. Yeah. And also, I think the bigger room. But um, I have a good picture of me and Peter Buck. I should show you. Oh yeah, from 1984. That's cool. Really? But, yeah. How did that come about? Um, a band I was in down there, I guess, somehow became friendly on some level. And there was like an after party in Boca Raton, Florida, like oh. someone's apartment, and he, he and Mike Mills went. Oh, that's and cool. I'll show you it to you. This was pre-famous Todd Barry. Oh yeah, yeah. So you were in the Chappelle show too, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How was that? How's working with with the uh, Chappelle? That was fun because that's one of those things. Uh, one of those things where I think they just I didn't audition just because yeah. he knew me and yeah, that was fun. It's always yeah. fun to do comedy with good You're funny friends people. Friends with him? I'm not like friends. I mean, if we see each other, he'll give me a hug. But I, I don't like have his. I don't have his phone number or anything. Do you think really? he? Do you think he's a clone? A clone? Yeah. Sometimes. Well, I don't know. Like when sometimes I see him now, I'll look at the comments and there's like he's a clone. He's a clone. A clone? What does that even mean? I don't know. Do you? Are you into conspiracy theories? Uh, you think they're saying there's two Dave Chappelle's? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to say he's not a clone. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and but say. I mean, I agree. Well. I don't. I don't think he's a clone either. But I'm just saying. Like, if you see Dave, do you Chappelle. ever mess with conspiracy theories, or does that anything that kind of thing interest you? Um, the fact that we've been lied to. I'm sure we've been lied to. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I don't. You don't not think super into you're that. You're not into that, huh? But. You know, I guess I could be. I just never explored that. That's something to explore with all that free time. I know. I need to be more. I need to. Uh, oh, you want me to pick a card? Well, these are the fancy ones, the gold ones. Life, life purpose. You. It says nutrition. It says you conduct healing work with your culinary skills. Whoa, <laughs> that one's off. You conduct. Yeah, that, that, they took a chance there. And they, they took, <laughs> They blew it. <laughs> Next day. What, what is your diet like? Mm. Do you have any kind of like, do you research any of that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah, I'm real. I'm like a, I'm like a picky foodie kind of. Really? Yeah, like I. Maybe they weren't so wrong, Todd but I don't, Barry. I don't cook, though. I almost never cook. And, um, but, uh, yeah, I'm into, I like, there's, I'm, I'm a picky eater, but there's, I probably like 
more stuff than people I know who are also picky eaters. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like what? Do you, uh, but do you research any of that kind of thing? Oh, you yeah. yeah. To, are you research it. Yeah. I, I mean, I researched where I got coffee today. Oh, you did? Yeah. I went to a place I'd never been. And you, but you yelped it. I yelped it, yeah. And what? Because I was like, oh, I'm going to go a little, little few blocks farther than where I live. See, Let's find it. Let habit. me find a new place. Where did? You, where did you go to? Some place called Seven Eighty Seven on East Seventh Street. I went, to, I went to Three Street. Oh, it's three th- I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a good place. This is a good place. That's a good this is my regular jam. Yeah, I've gotten that a number they of times. They should sponsor us, John. Hey, <laughs> uh, I hope none of my obsessive fans start hanging out here at Three Seat. But yeah, it's a, barber, it's a barber shop. And, uh... <laughs> it used to be they shut the barber shop. Oh, did they down. really? Yeah. So it's all coffee now? It's all coffee now, and the back thing is just like a normal people with laptops oh, type of Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. I think that's the second barber shop, coffee shop where they gave up on the barber that I know about. Yeah. but I didn't even know those existed. What's your favorite barber shop? I kind of, I was kind of yelping those too, because I, I was thinking of getting a shave. Yeah, it's fun to do that. Fancy. I've only done that once. Yeah. Um, but where do you go? Uh, well, I mean, you I'm, have hair though, so it's different. I, yeah, like my last haircut I got was the keyboard player in Arthur Buck named Greg. Uh, he just Greg Foreman. He like took a razor and just cut, tried to Keith Richards my hair. Every time I go get my haircut, I'm trying try to make it look like Keith Richards as much really? as possible. That's, That's always. That- <laughs> well, I, I think having goals. <laughs> I think having your a guy in your band <laughs> razor might be the way to go. Then yeah, but uh, somebody's offered me a haircut in L.A. and uh, I might take her up on that. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, you don't get offered haircuts, Todd. I have gotten. I've actually had. Uh, I'm gonna say one or one, one a couple of free haircuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I definitely, uh, you know, I try to get free stuff whenever I can. But but back to the nutrition <laughs> thing. Cause oh, I'm, okay. I'm not letting this go. Okay. Because I believe in these decks. Okay. So I'm trying to like, but uh, so you research food stuff. Do you research like diet? Like, are you concerned with diet? In I terms will. Of, uh, yeah, I will. Like, like yesterday, in I terms had of mood or carbs, no carbs. Yesterday, ketosis. I was with, with my uh, my friend Claire O'Kane, who's a funny comic, and we had ja- you ever have Japanese curry. No, it's, I don't know. It's really good. There's a few places. Really, and, and I was like, because I always get brown rice because I think it's better for you. And mm-hmm. she said, I did a bunch of research. There's uh, no, it's not really a big difference. So I yeah. fucking dove into white rice, which is the way to go, uh-huh. flavor wise. Flavor wise, but yeah, I yeah, mean, because I, I do have a, a gut, and every day I think about it. Yeah, but then every day. You know, I like uh, go to the comedy cellar. Someone orders wings and chips, yeah. and like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I didn't order these, so if I eat half of them, but <laughs> I mean, that's if they offer. That's for like the table. That's not me being a jerk and stealing someone's food. Are you aware, uh, like, aware of like the gut, like gut biome kind of stuff, and no, how what that, is that affects your mood, like gut bacteria and all that? Oh and man. Yeah. Where no? I don't. I research. I have really. I, yeah. I'm on YouTube all the time. Are you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, this kind of stuff can cure your mood disorders if you have any of those. Like, all that kind of... It's all linked to diet. There's this great book called Unconventional Medicine by Chris Kressner. And it's Uh like, it talks about how, like, uh, you know, just so much of, like, people's problems are just food-related and diet-related. Probably, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I know people who stuff, like, I cut out carbs and sugar and now I feel great. It's like, wow, it sounds terrible that's it, it it's hard uh, but i'm doing that currently really? yeah so you don't have like you can't no, have no I'm, macaroni I, and cheese i'm trying it it's my new thing <laughs> so what do you eat like 
well, vegetables, I'm, fruit. Yeah, I'm doing like ketosis. I'm like, I started, it, it, I started, this is going to like make people who are vegans and vegetarians hate me, but I started eating animal products again. Uh, oh, you were like, a vegan for a while? <clears throat> I've tried that too. I, I really try everything, you know? And so I tried that and uh, that, that worked for a while and then I started feeling awful. And then so I started, imp- you know, getting into ketosis and all this other kind of stuff and ev- and just... I'm just experimenting with it, but so far I'm feeling like this is a really good diet. I don't even know what, what is ketosis. I it means you're starting to burn instead of instead of burning like sugars. I'm like I'm a novice at this stuff too, so I'll probably sound like a moron when I talk about it. But you you burn you burn fat as your fuel source instead of like car, like I used to just carb out like pastas yeah, yeah, and yeah. all that kind of stuff, rice yeah. and whatever. And then but you start and then that's like the fuel source was like sugars and stuff. So you're moving off of sugars and you're moving into using fat as your fuel source. So it's just, I guess, uh, yeah, it's just because what they're the the latest research is that carbohydrates and sugars is like what creates inflammation and creates inflammation in your body and then in your brain. And then it's like it's also responsible for Alzheimer's and like foggy, foggy brain stuff and all that kind of other stuff. So it's like. Yeah, anyway. So. Wow. So what do you like, grilled chicken? Yeah, I've been like just doing like meats and stuff like that and eggs and lots of like, uh, yeah, just like more like that kind of stuff, you know, experimenting. Do you cook? I do now. Like I cook every meal now. I really? Used to, I used to never. Oh. I used to just order in like from supper and get like these oh, amazing yeah, pasta dishes oh, and man. stuff like that. Supper and, had this dish that was... Um, it was just pasta with butter, sea salt, and mint. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god, that's <laughs> amazing!" What about that one, that spaghetti limon? Or oh, whatever? that's oh. a good. One. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's limon. Yeah, but pasta is like even when I eat pasta, I go this this. I might as well be just having Twinkies, right? As far as nutrition. Well, exactly. That's what the. That's basically the research. And and I and I was a carb head anyway, so it's just like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Mine says talk to your angels instead of worrying, ask for divine guidance. Because I'm now I'm worrying about like what will people think, saying, admitting that I'm eating meat. Like, well, you know, I gotta ask my divine angels. I think, uh, yeah, you might get some flack. Well, I definitely will. Like, it's like when you do a podcast, I, I worry like all these ones. Every episode, I'm like, oh, I said this. Yeah. How yeah. do you deal with that? That's a good question. Um, I have a podcast. So I know. That's why I'm um, asking you. And you're and you've been you've done how many episodes? Hundreds. Of, yeah, hundreds. I guess maybe so close to two hundred. Do you worry about like when? Oh, I said this. Yeah, I mean, there's. I usually tell the guest if there's anything when we're done you want cut out, let me know. Yeah. I also keep it pretty light, so I don't really. You never talk about but, eating okay, meat or whatever. Like well, I mean, I talk a lot about we, abortions. No, I. Uh, we might need to cut that part. We, I had a podcast with, with Joan Osborne, and we talked about that. Joan Osborne? Yeah. I once held the door for her at Staples. Yeah. That's my Joan Osborne story. <laughs> She's very nice. She's beautiful. I, yeah. she, I think she said thank you, so I think that that's, she seemed nice. That's like her to say thank you. Uh she lives in New York? Yeah, she's Brooklyn. We made a, a record together once, well, her second record oh, we cool. worked on with T-Bone Burnett. And oh, he's good. Some other, and Mitchell Froome ended up working on it. And I know Mitchell Froome. Is, didn't yeah. he, did he work with Elvis Costello? Uh-huh, yeah, with Chad Blake and all okay, that. Okay, yeah. yeah. But uh, so, yeah, how do you deal with that, the fear of, I've said this, I've said that, what the I fuck? I mean, I usually, I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of, 
um, gutless a little bit, but I, I don't say anything that I think will stir too many people up. But really? I mean, uh, there's times where like someone mentioned, you know, I remember once a, a, a podcast guest of mine mentioned like, I was like, oh, what happened to that guy? Oh, I think he went to rehab. And I was like, yeah, we can cut that out. Yeah. Like, I don't, that guy doesn't need right. his, his, you know, addiction exposed on a podcast right. that he didn't ask to be on indirectly. <coughs> or what, what do you think if you went to AA meetings with somebody who passed and then you mentioned that you went to AA meetings with them and they passed? Is that bad? If um, they've already passed. Wait, are, is this something you've done? Yes. Oh, you're an AA person? Yes. Well, yeah, I'm not worried about exposing myself I uh, about that, but um, okay. I exposed somebody else who passed. Oh, and you mentioned that they were in AA. I mentioned that we used to go to oh, AA together. No. I mean, it sounds like something you maybe could not do. Right. <laughs> we might have to cut that part out. Because you are, you're, I don't think the anonymous part would end when their life ends, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's just that's if you're if asking that's, me, that's my answer. That's, that's good is advice. Is it a well-known thing or it's completely? I don't know, but let's not I'm, mention it on this one no, too, we so we won't. We won't. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know some people who are in AA who are very. Uh, yeah, I'm in AA, and, but then. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> What's the name of your podcast? Oh, it's a good name, the Todd Berry Podcast. Nice. I should have come up with a, something better. How long have you been doing it? I did it for like a year or two, I think, and then I got just fried. It's uh, hard, isn't it? Well, it's just never ending. You're like, you do one, like, and you go, oh, that went well, and you're like, oh, I got to schedule another one. Yeah. Did you do it did all you, you did it all yourself? Or you I did. I, well, there was a network. I'm, I'm on a network, a uh, podcast network called What's Starburn. Starburn? Yeah. So they provide they me pr- with a recording studio in the, in the, like in the 30s. So it's a real studio. I was doing it from my house for a while. Is it is it with guests or you just with solo? guests? Yeah, it's usually usually comedians shooting the shit. But then I had like Ted Allen from Chopped. I got him to be on it. Oh, I know Ted. He's Do you know? Smart. Yeah, he's into like he's, he's into cool, cool music. He's yeah. a cool dude. Yeah, he's yeah. a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mental note: Book Ted Allen. Oh, I, I know. I thought that was. You yeah, can't drag Ted it. Allen down to this basement. Though. <laughs> yeah, we can. He's a posh dude, man. <laughs> yeah, he'll be. It's fine. The basement. The, you know. Rock and no. Roll. No, he's 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 a rock and roller. He is. But uh, so are you, and you're still doing it now? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so, but it it doesn't fry you out, or it does. I think it it might fry me out eventually. I think I want to think of a a new one, maybe where I have like a theme. Yeah. Right, like As Ian had the Sex in the City. Oh, sex, is that what his is? Sex Ian City. Oh. Yeah. Sex yeah, where they they like break down episodes of Sex in the oh, City. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, wow. and then oh, relate it back to their life. I'll have to make fun of them for that. <laughs> yeah. What would your theme be? I don't know. If I had one, I would be, uh, that's what I would, my podcast would be, I guess. Yeah. But I feel like that way you can just open it up to more people than just, I don't know. So you, yeah, I, it's uh, it's interesting. I'm, I'm wondering, because we're like eight episodes into this, and every time I do one of these, I have to take a nap afterwards. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> so, I'm going <laughs> to... Are you putting it out yourself? Or is yeah, we just... Uh, yeah. I do all the editing and the... the, the do, what do you... Where do you release it? Like on Lisbon or something? Oh, no. Lipson? It goes on YouTube. It's on iTunes. It's on... Stitcher. Uh, everywhere. Google. But how do you get it? Uh, don't you have to use a service? Oh, yeah. Simplecast is, Simplecast. The, is the home base okay. for it. Yeah. 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 It, right. And it is simple. Are you getting good numbers? We've just started. Yeah, we're in the hundreds, you know. A hundreds? Yeah. Oh, my God. 
Those are great numbers. That's no, in the hundreds <laughs> on, on YouTube, we're in the thousands, but in the on Simplecast, it's in the hundreds. Right I don't know now. if but those are considered good numbers. We've only, been, <laughs> we've only been out for three weeks. Do you have? You know? Are you going to do advertising? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I'm, we're probably gonna have to, and we're trying to push. Um, I mean, I feel like it's a Patreon. building process. Like you have to do like yeah. at yeah. least like not twenty before you. I don't. Yeah, I think you got to get some we're numbers just jobbers. to establish yeah, like yeah. a reason why someone time. would ever. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. Patreon's another way to go, right? Uh, yeah, I know some people we, are making crazy money doing that. Right. Yeah. Support that, us on Patreon, by the way. <laughs> you have a Patreon? I don't know. You don't. Why not? Uh, because I now do, <coughs> I used to have no ads, and I was like, I don't want any ads, I'm like, I'm punk. And then I changed it to, well, if I had a TV show, there would be commercials on it, right. and I wouldn't turn down a good TV show. But what I don't do is I don't do the commercials at all. Right, They're you just don't take the first 10 minutes. And no, I'm, and I don't have anyone, like, that's just not something I want to do. Right. right. Why not? Because I'm punk, man. Yeah. I, w- I, I just don't feel, I just feel like I don't want to be like, hey, guys. I mean, but then when I hear someone do it, I don't think badly of them. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Do you sell your songs to commercials? I mean, that's the funny thing. Like, back in the 90s, it was like nobody would do that. Right. And now in the 2019s, it's like everybody wants to get those kind of opportunities. So, like, that flipped in the music industry. Because people stopped buying records for I guess so it just became not at all anything that was like frowned upon yeah. and I just remember when I started it like I would say no to movies and stuff like, oh really it was like cra- just because I had that punk rock feeling right. too like right. I want to be some reason a movie doesn't bother me like, hearing a song in a movie doesn't bother me as much when I see no, it in, like, no a, now like it doesn't commercial. make any sense Doritos commercial you're just like oh what seriously yeah but I also don't know the financial state of someone who sold the song so it's not for me to well, it's not for me to say any either, regardless. But I, it like, helps break out a lot of artists. Yeah, I mean, if someone's like driving a taxi now or something, and they get twenty five thousand dollars, I could see why they would take that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's more than that, isn't? Yeah, well, it and can that's nothing be. against people driving taxis, by the way. Well, let's like, let's start wrapping this up. With, All what, right. What's the secret to a good life, Todd oh Barry? Oh my God, I wish I not cooking and ordering. I don't know. I need to find that out, right? I don't know. I got I got good advice. What's that? Ho'oponopono. What's that? Ehud hates it when I bring this up. But it's a mantra that's like an old Hawaiian prayer called, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. And you just sort of like say it over and over uh-huh. again, and it sort of clears negative energy uh-huh. out, out of your system. Ho'oponopono. I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. I, lo- if you wanna... I don't like the please forgive me part of that. <coughs> Yeah, why I not? Because I feel like if you're saying I'm sorry, then it's up to them to forgive you or not. But I think you, please forgiving is sort of a selfish thing to do. But uh, I've always thought that about apologies. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And also it says thank you, which yeah. assumes they forgave you. Yeah. If we're going to criticize it. I know. I'm criticizing. Well, I'm, o- I'm open to criticizing and I'm right there with you. I I'm going to Hawaii I, in October. I can maybe play I'll devil's I'll, advocate. Maybe I'll. Really? Yeah. What, um, to do two gigs. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Are you excited? I am excited. I'm excited that I can do that. Do you surf? I don't surf. Surfing looks really fun, though. Yeah. But I think it's. I think that that bridge is that it's ship has sailed. sailed. Yeah. It hasn't sailed. That surfboard is uh, now, nah, man. Boxing is in your future. Yeah, maybe I'll as box. Well, as well as surfing. Yeah, I think I'm gonna be. I've recently taken up surfing. Really? Yeah. Where do you surf? In Mexico. Peter Buck has a festival in Mexico called Todos Santos Music Festival. That oh, I should play that. 
Can yeah, that would be amazing if you came and did a gig there. Is that the one where Eugene Merman and Michael yeah, Stipe Eugene, got yeah. like, some oh. almost got robbed or That's something? That's so funny and that Stipe. you know that story. Well, that, I know that, I know Eugene. You know Eugene? Yeah, yeah. he's a good friend of mine. I love Eugene. Yeah. What yeah. was that story, Joe? They were walking actually, like I where the where uh, on the same street. I recently had an apartment, um, and yeah, I guess they got stopped by some. Uh, yeah, cops and I think or I think Stipe. Michael Stipe actually texted help to someone. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully it was the right person. But well, I, I think they were okay. I don't, yeah. I don't think anything bad You have an apartment happened. in Mexico? I did. I had to kind of give it up when this podcast developed because uh, this podcast was a dream of mine. I was I was getting ready to move to Mexico. Really? What city? <clears throat> Todos Santos in Baja. I just went to, uh, well, a few, maybe a year ago, I went to Oaxaca by myself. Oh, yeah? yeah. What, what I'd never been to Mexico. What made you go there? Um, I'd always been curious, and then I, I had a girlfriend who was away doing a play, and I was like, well, she's away. I can go away, and I you went away. You went on, on your own vacation? Like yeah, a little solo. Of, yeah. was, was it a spiritual? Was it a spiritual journey? Or? Um, it was a thing where you're like, I, maybe. Uh, where I always, I've done a few solo vacations since then, and I'm just kind of like, I'd rather be going with someone. Honestly. I feel like a, <laughs> well, I feel like a solo vacation is almost like a challenge. Yeah, it is. I mean, like it, was, it is. It has that spiritual journey. Yeah, sort of I wrapped was, into it. Right. I was glad I did, and I'm like, here I'm on like a four seat bar and walk. How cool is that? But then you're kind of like, oh, I'd rather be with someone having someone sit next to me. Yeah. Did you get the lonelies? I got the lonelies. Yeah. That's uh, that's a whole nother. That's round two of this podcast. That's when you dive into the spirituality. Are really? you in, are you into any of that kind of stuff? No, but I, I, the anything? other day I was telling someone like I could see why someone would find religion. Yeah. Well, why? Just to give a little order to things and answers that rather than walk around going I don't get what's going on. Do you believe in a creator? I'm not really, I'm sort of, I'm not like an atheist, like I'm an atheist and a member of clubs, of atheist clubs, but I'm probably more agnostic, but I also, I don't even know if I'm, I don't, I think I'm just more a-religious, is that, is that a word? I guess, I, I'm, I, to me it's unreasonable to think there's no creator. Really? Yeah, it's like my reason tells me there's a creator because something can't come from nothing. Yeah, I can That's see that. That's reason. Yeah. And then in my heart just tells me that too because I prayed ever since I was a kid. Really? But I'm not like one of these guys that's a bum out because I believe like or that I'm judging you or like think I know the answers because yeah. I don't and I don't know the shape of it. But I certainly believe in a creator and that does certainly give my life a lot of richness and I do like frame my days around a sort of conscious contact with that and I don't really know how people do this any other way. Huh. Wow, that's a heavy thing to drop on me. Right I'm right sorry, on. bro. <laughs> we were just wrapping up. I know, man. That was my fault. <laughs> I invited that. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I, I could see what... I see the point of what you're saying. Yeah, I just like that. To me, it just makes sense. It's like the science ex ex explanation is like, oh, and then suddenly there was an explosion. It's like, that's <laughs> that's like... That's the equivalent of shit happens. Yeah. You know, like that's not really an explanation. You'd need a good, uh, I mean, annoying atheist to argue with you. Yeah, but they, to, to me, the atheists are like against the Bible, it seems like, which is like, that's a book. Fine. If you want to be against the mm -hmm. book, that book, yeah. fair enough. Like, I'm not here to argue that part. Like, but in terms of 
how did this whole thing come to be and the the crazy order of it all and the stuff like that it's just like come on there's like intelligence all over the place with this it's like it just doesn't it my reason tells me just my reason tells me there's definitely something behind this that's not just random yeah i i think there is too i don't know what it is though i don't know what it is either i agree i'm not like sitting here claiming i know what it is but i definitely believe and i definitely think that that gives my life a lot of just it makes life a lot more fun well i'll do the boxing first and let's do the boxing <laughs> well the the guy who owns the boxing gym i think he's a believer too and oh, there, really? there is a thing with christianity and boxing i don't know it's called trinity the boxing oh, okay. gym I feel like- but we could but don't let that intimidate you nobody's going to try to is convert all, you it's all a long con to get me into yeah. <laughs> it is this is no, but a I, christian podcast no <laughs> exactly todd <laughs> have you been saved? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Thanks for doing this, Tom Thanks for Barry. having me. And, uh, was it okay? Yeah, it was. Did we do all right? Yeah, you did. Did my EFT work? It did, man. I'm going to try whacking my head a little bit. Can I <laughs> ask one last question? That sounded that? scandalous. What, was, what is your like career highlight? Like, What's the most memorable, oh, God. either on TV or on stage? Or? That's a big question to ask, man. We're dropping I'm, bombs I, at I've the end. I've done a few things that I, you know, I've I've been on Letterman a bunch of times. and Me too. I got to be on Letterman. Did you? What? I got to be on Letterman the night he announced his retirement. Oh, I, really? I played a Lou Reed song, Walk on the Wild Side, with Peter Buck and Mike Mills. Oh, wow. That was heavy. That's cool. Not to like usurp your big yeah, moment. Were you ever on Carson? Or? No, no, I'm not. Okay. I got to be on Leno once. Yeah. Right at the end. I, j- I just eked over the line. Okay. The yeah, I've never done show. Leno either. But you've done Conan like I've done four Con- million yeah, times. Yeah, I've done Conan a ton of times. And I don't I don't know what the highlight is. I've You know, I've gotten a performance like, Carnegie Hall opening for people and Sydney Opera House and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what like a highlight. Those are some highlights. First Letterman was probably a big Yeah, deal. yeah, that was a big one. Did did you talk to him? Did you go on the couch or anything like that? Or no, pan- but there is a tape of me. Called? There's a, a YouTube clip of me when I was on when I was 18. He called me up. I wrote wow. him a letter and he called me on the air. Oh, really? It's my pinned tweet if you go to that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, t- tell your social media stuff oh, yeah. real quick. Uh, at Todd Barry, T O D D B A R R Y, for Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's Todd Barry fan page on Facebook, which I neglect. Nice. Todd uh, Barry. And toddberry.com. And, uh, you know, that should do it. Yeah. I have a bunch, of, a bunch of upcoming shows. In Hawaii, no less. Yeah, Hawaii. And also check out his boxing debut. Yeah, at I'm going to be boxing soon, yeah. Trinity Boxing. I'm going to boxing. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Thanks Thank for having me. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, thanks, man. Appreciate you. Was that, right? that was great. Yeah. Thank, thanks for doing it. <laughs>